Welcome to the Reveal the Artist podcast. You're listening to NPR. My name is Terry Gross. Just kidding. And I'm Joe Biden. <laughs> Today on NPR, we will be interviewing Joe Biden. So Joe Biden, tell us what's so wonderful about your presidency and what us as the media can do better to be nicer to you. I need more coverage of my fat ass. <laughs> You heard it here first on NPR. Joe Biden has a fat ass. Okay, but seriously, though. Um, it's 10 pounds. It's 10 pounds. I almost <laughs> weighed 10 pounds uh, as a child when I came out of my mother's womb. So yeah, I was 9.5 pounds. So then Joe Biden's ass is one baby. Get a little closer to the mic. The Joe Biden's ass is one baby. Joe Biden's ass is literally one metric, one, baby one imperial, Jake. one imperial baby. I believe they we, call don't, them, we don't believe in the metric system in this country. I believe they measure them as Keurigs. <laughs> a Keurig baby. Yeah. <laughs> one Keurig baby. There's an episode of South Park where uh, they're trying to see who can. Uh, break the Guinness Book of World Records for taking the largest yes, shit. with Katie Couric. Yeah, exactly. And then so, but then there's a whole conspiracy. Turns out that uh, Bono is actually a piece of shit. Mm -hmm. He was a literal shit that was born of his father who took a shit. And that's why Bono never liked being number two at everything. He always had to be number one. Wow. Because he was self-conscious about being literally a piece of shit. And that's how... You can be a piece of shit and also do so many good things to help the world at the same time. <laughs> That's pretty genius. Yeah. I got to say that that show is... Matt Parker and Trey Stone. Yeah, and they're still going. Like, Trey Stone and Matt Parker. Trey and Parker Trey and, Matt and Matt Stone. Stone. <laughs> Trey Parker and Matt Stone. Trey Sorry, Stone guys. and Matt Parker. Yeah. Yeah, Trey, yeah, exactly. Parker, Stone, and Trey exactly. Matt. Matt Trey. Exactly. So uh, what's been going on, Tyler? For those of you who are just listening, Tyler is speaking with his face. Yes, that's true. <laughs> um, what has been going on? Uh, well, besides the job sitch, just making making crazy beats. I mean, I, I really had to focus the last week on trying to like get this grunge and EDM thing going together because it was like this space between... EDM grunge. Yeah. That's what yeah. you're going for. I like that. I haven't heard that one before. Yeah. I like that one. Yeah, like grunge step. Because coming up with new any new idea is basically a combination of two or more previous ideas. Yeah. Ideas are just mutations. It's like, it's like the same old, sad, and angry, but like digital. Right, or exactly. Not even digital, but like with like whoops. Yeah, with <laughs> elements yeah, of exactly. electronic music production. Yep. But with the same, same mood. Same, same old... Sad and angry that humanity has known since it's since the forever, dawn of time. Forever. Yeah, exactly. Since we became cognizant, cognizant. that life sucks, kind yeah, of. Like, yeah. Uh, rawr. Yeah, exactly. Um, do you plan on? Okay, so do you plan on dating Courtney Love? Uh, no, I would <laughs> like to keep my head. All right. Well, I just feel like if. You're making you know, grunge actually, music. Actually she have, makes the rounds. You know, I've actually had some like interesting little self reflection um, about that, about like the kind of music I make versus the kind of people I date. 
and um, it just seems to kind of like fall like hand in hand, you know. Wait, hold on. So, how do the people you date and the music well, I don't you know, make go I don't, hand I, in I, hand? I don't know Courtney Love personally. I just like see these like like these like these trends between like the artists that I look up to and like the partners that they choose and the ends that they they resolve to. And then, like, similarities between myself and the music I make and the partners I choose. Can you give us an example of a person in your life, a partner in your life, and how they related to the music that you were making at the time? Uh, In what way do they cross-pollinate? I don't, I mean, I just feel like uh, that's really specific. Um, I feel like, um, like I, don't, I don't know if I can like just, it, it's, it's a hard thing to answer, right? Cause it's like, it's like a vibe thing. I don't know. Right. Um, so for example, if like the, the sort of personality and the mood of the, uh, partners you've been with have been reflective yeah, of the I music just, you're I just, making. I draw uh, like a correlation. Just, I mean, I don't know any of the people, right? Of, I don't, I don't know any of the spouses of, of you know, people I look up to. But um, it, there's doesn't seem to like okay. In the case of Courtney Love, like that doesn't seem to be like a uh, um, happy partnership. It seemed to be like an addiction, the way that people write about it, you know. And I relate to the heart shaped box. You know, you keep me in my heart-shaped box. That's like his lyrics. Um, I don't know if I want to frame it this way, but I did notice recently that Kurt Cobain is also like a Pisces. Right? And there's like... What is your sign? I'm a Pisces as well. Oh, no way. What's up? Yeah. So he's... No, he was born the day after me. Not like yearly, but like within a calendar year. The same like part of the rotation of the sun or whatever. Um, And I don't know. I mean, like they're just like patterns emerge right, like between certain personalities. So I think it makes sense that if a certain person has a certain temperament towards life, and let's like, like society is a relative constant, at least like in the United States, right? Like more or less the values are the same over time. Then a human beings with certain temperaments will enter that society with certain dispositions and grow to become certain kinds of people based on both their inherent qualities and then the reactions to stimulus and how they're molded by their environment so you get to have a certain type of person who then becomes an adult right who expresses themselves a certain kind of way and would then attract a partner or like people or friends or lives that are similar to how people with certain temperaments did in the past and so if you look at like the kind of person that's okay they make this music right well that's where's that coming from it's like a reflection or or a compliment one of the two and so it's like you would expect that someone who is who is into, you know, uh, a Marilyn Manson kind of music would share certain qualities or values with the artist that's creating it because that's how we relate to things. I read once that um, that the people in the crowd of a concert tend to even be physically similar to the, the they share a lot oh, of yeah. characteristics like how people look like their dogs <laughs> as the artist yeah yeah it's like super weird right yeah people look like their dogs they look like their pets and they look like the artists who they go see perform at live concerts yeah 
yeah, I can only assume a Marilyn Manson concert would attract very colorful people. <laughs> yeah, or black and white. Very black. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, I mean, I think that's, like, really interesting, too. It's I've seen that thing at music festivals, too. It's, like, like I've, I've gone to music festivals with friends who... Um, I go to music festivals with friends who are, um, I'm sorry. Yeah, uh, get up close to that mic. Yeah, what's up, what's up, baby? The baby mic. Um, who, like, I, I don't share the same type of music with them. I, I have a friend in particular, his name's Eric, that we went to Austin City Limits a couple years in a row when I was in college. And he's, like, way more of a chill person than I am. I am very angsty and, like, chaotic, and he is a chiller. And we went to... You know, I think it was it was Crystal Castles was playing at the same time as this other band called Milky Chance. I'm not sure if you ever heard of them, but Milky Chance is super chill, and Crystal Castles is like very dark. <laughs> and like it was really interesting to see how people, like it's like they resonate. It's like moths to a flame. It's like whatever you resonate with is where you're drawn to, right away. And so like the certain, and I just remember because I was like my my perception was changed by who I was with. Uh, like I got to see like the Crystal Castles crowd and like kind of different lights. Like they were like, why would you be attracted to that kind of energy? I would much rather hang out in this like chill space. Um, and that begs another question of like, why do we choose? Like, why do we continue to go through these patterns that we have? I, for me, it's interesting because I don't think I have one style of music or one genre of music that I'm drawn to. I think the music I listen to is reflective upon the mood that I'm in and I have many moods. So I'm I'm down with a lot of different things. Um, But then I look at the hardcore fans of any given artist and I feel like the hardcore fans are constantly in the mood of whatever the music or genre or artist it is that they're listening to. Yeah. There's a bunch of different ways we could take this direction because we get this conversation because one, we could talk about more like entrainment of um like people with things so it's like on, on one hand you're like okay well if the artist is doing this way and these people are like the artist then whatever's influencing the artist to be moody like on a kind of a global universal like what kind of scale societal scale is influencing the same people with the same temperaments in the same fashion um I forgot what the other thing was, but that's kind of interesting. Well, one other thought that I had that I will just fill in for you is uh, it's also like reflective of what, like how is music reflective currently right now of what's actually going on? Because you look throughout history and the music kind of matches the art that's going on visually and it matches what's happening in culture and society and with the events are going on. Do you see that happening right now with music? I don't know if I yeah, do. I'll tell you, I was so su- surprised. I realized recently Green Day didn't do fucking shit about the Trump administration. I mean, I, 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 I read I, a few hear, tweets. Oh, yeah, but like that's different <laughs> from like creating another Grammy winning album. Right. I don't know if American won, won a Grammy. Well, I mean, it was huge, it though. Yeah, right. It was huge. But, like, you look back on like these artists and it's like how like where they fit in. Like artists like become a part of the zeitgeist and they, they speak something and they reflect something that we all feel and that we well, resonate I think with, I right? think Snoop Dogg made a video with Trump getting shot or killed or something and then Trump made that tweet about him calling him a loser. Or oh, whatever. That's hilarious. <laughs> it was hilarious. God, I kinda miss him. 
for the entertainment value. He's not, he's not gone. I mean, I miss his Twitter maybe, but well, he's not, he's going to be the president all. again in August, right? This August? Yeah. Well, that's what Q is saying. What? Uh, who's Q? QAnon. Who's that? Q. You don't know about QAnon. I know about it, but I'm just kind of being facetious. Here. Okay. All right. Like, who's your buddy? <laughs> my buddy. You're like your pal. My, oh, yeah, my, my buddy, buddy Q. on Fortune. Like my my my. my Weird uncle. The weird. Okay, so he the comes thing in, with the I internet, talk, though, I only talk to him during Thanksgiving, but my, my uncle Q comes down and just like rants about conspiracy theories. It does theories feel like that, though. A bunch of it Heineken does feel like that. Q is all of our up. uncles at Thanksgiving. Yeah. Um, but I will say all my uncles are pretty nice. This is like a weird, like Hollywood kind of created stereotype. token uncle yeah. that doesn't actually exist the in my life. Uncle, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But just like this, like this, like kind of caricature sure, yeah. that is like come to play. It's a figure. Yes. It is interesting how an uncle figure the internet makes people who we have had zero interactions with our entire life feel like we are very intimate and close with them as family members. I feel very close to like seven or eight people on the internet who I follow. Yeah, or even with like artists or celebrities or whatever. Um, there's a there's an artist in particular that I had an experience with. Um, I don't know if you know him. I think he's actually out in L.A., but his name is Felly. And I got into his music. My friend of mine put me onto his music when I was um, like early on in high school. Well, he was also in high school and just like releasing these beat tapes. And I thought they were super dope. And so like I listened to all of his music for like years. It was, I loved it. And um, it was weird. He actually had his first show in Austin. Um, and so I traveled up there to like go to the show because I was such a huge fan. And I went to the, like the after hours little performance they had in the room. And I like went up to him and just said something and met him and stuff. But, and it was just like a super weird thing because like, it's like, I know so much about this person because I've listened to like their music and like they talk about their life and their music and you like figure out who you like meet the person. You get to know them on a very intimate level, like by being someone's fan and by like consuming their artwork, you get to like really know somebody on a deeper level than like, I feel like even your friends can get to know you because like, at least like new friends. Like I still like keep up certain amounts of walls for people, but when you're making good fucking art, like you let it all out. And so it's like this, it was like weird to transfer to like being in person and meet this dude. who Like I felt like I knew so well, he didn't fucking know me at all. Exactly. It's interesting to think about how we have certain people we follow and we more or less know what's going on in their lives almost every day. If you're checking social media that often and then I think about the wedding that I just went to in Atlanta last weekend. My cousin just got married. And I literally am keeping up with several musicians and artists and whoever better than I'm keeping up with most of my family members who actually know me. Yeah. It's, it's really interesting how the internet is totally bringing us all together. It's... It's deepening shallow connections and it's shallowing deep connections. That's kind of how I feel. Because the, the true connections should be, I mean, we have a finite amount of time and energy, right? And ideally that time and energy would be spent with deepening connections with people who actually have impact on our lives. I saw a, tw I saw <laughs> a tweet like a meme or something the other day. <laughs> it's like woman, uh, woman too busy to respond to text from phone that she spends 10 hours a day <laughs> right. staring at. Right. 
And I think the other thing do that makes it so intimate is that it used to be where we had our people we know, we had their phone numbers, we talked to them, whatever, and we interacted with them at at school, at work, at church, at wherever. Yeah, I just had to. Read. And then, and then you have the famous people, the celebrities who you see on the TV. But now we see the celebrities and the famous people on the same screen that we see our family members. Oh, that's interesting. So it's putting them on the same level. Yeah, that is interesting. I follow, um, like, Elon Musk is really active on Twitter. Right. And that's, like, super weird. It's just, like, posting memes, dude. Yeah, it's like it's dad weird. trying to be cool. No, I don't think so at all. I think that, like, I think it's, like, pretty authentic. Like, Well, it's... What do you mean by authentic? Like, I'll tell you my like, take. Like, like, I retweet his shit all the time because I think it's fucking funny. No, it's really funny. Yeah, I think it's very calculated. I don't. I don't think so at all. You don't I think mean, so? You don't think he sees how wildly successful they are, and he he does he keeps doing that because of that. And you know they don't have they don't have a marketing department at SpaceX or Tesla. Yeah, I don't. They I, don't need one because he tweets. It's genius. I don't know. I, I don't know if it's like that's and like from at least like my understanding of the guys like he doesn't pr isn't what he's interested in he's interested in like uh, taking care of an objective so what what makes him so much more likable and relatable than any of the other billionaires Dude, i did not think that he was relatable at all until honestly he went on snl that was wild because i got on i was like oh this guy's a freaking weirdo just like right. a lot of the people that I'm, I am or friends with, like the, like he's a goober, right? And I'm so like in my There's head, a certain like, level of cringe. I had, I had, I had built up this perception of this person in my head. I read his like biography when I was in college, and I like, really looked up to the dude. And like I was like, I want to be like this. And I just imagined this like super genius, like strong person. I was like, and then seeing how they actually interacted, I was like, oh, it's not this like, you know, like. When, when there's mystery that can create like a titan in your mind, you know, a larger than life figure. And I was like, oh, this guy is a goober. It's just a guy. He's a goober. Right. Yeah. Not not even just a guy. Like, like just, just a goober, right. bro. And like all my friends are goobers. Right. So. He's a goober who, hap- who happens to work really hard. Have you read his story about how when whichever company started first with his brother, I mean, they just lived in the office. They yeah. showered in the gym. Yeah, you have to be really, you have to be really, 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 really dedicated right. to it, hundred percent. Right. Yeah. So I mean, that's where he's an outlier for sure. Um, yeah, but I mean, the reason has to be big enough. It's like you, you have to like, you have to be willing to do whatever it takes to like accomplish the objective and not give a fuck about other parts of your life. Like, it's, it's not, it's not a. Like, sure, we can look at it as like, wow, he accomplished a lot. That's not well balanced. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think balance is kind of overrated if you're wanting to achieve greatness in a certain field yeah so the question comes why are you trying to achieve greatness right and it's or it's just like a simple equation of like if you want to achieve greatness you have to sacrifice certain things like that's true you know so what what are you going to sacrifice yeah but i mean like it depends on like if if you're like if you want to be Elon Musk level of success, I mean, you're working 12, 16 but, hours a day. All right. But that becomes like ridiculous because like, like, like Musk didn't go out one day. He's like, oh, I want to be a super successful billionaire. I want to be the richest person in the world and just be super successful. No, he 
is the, the richest person in the world and a super successful billionaire because like he cared about changing the world and like he had a mission, right? And I think that's where we get caught up and I get caught up too. It's like, I've had those moments where it's like, oh, I wanna be successful. How can I be successful? Let me do that. And then you like work really hard and you're like, why Why am I doing this, right? And that all the people who are like, you, you can't just like, the, you have to model yourself after the person. It's not just about working hard and like doing the stuff. It's about having a reason to work hard. Sure. Yeah, I mean, and his reason is to terraform Mars. Yeah, among, among many other things, right? And like, what's my reason to get out of the bed in the morning? I mean, right now it's like to go class, right? Like, But what's that for? What's going to class for? You know, it's funny. I, I did just do like an application video about this, and I talked a little bit about how I had a period of time in my life where like, I was just fucked. Like, like I had just some tragedies happen in my life, and just life didn't feel like it was really... I didn't, I was struggling with wanting to be, you know, be alive. And, um, I was really frustrated. And during that period of time, I would go to a bunch of shows by myself. Cause I was really ashamed. I had like, I like dropped out of college for a while and moved back home. And I didn't tell anyone that like that had happened. And so I was just by myself. And, um, so I go to these shows by myself and it'd be really, really, really inspiring for me. And it kind of got me through that time and helped me build a new dream. So, you know, I want to be able to create those experiences for other people and inspire other people and like take that place of being able to to do for other people what has happened to me. Music's gotten me through the shit. And, like, it goes deeper, too, because I feel like like everyone's a fucking weirdo, you know? And I've had some points of times in my life where I feel um, just like a complete outcast or, like, I don't belong or, like, it's weird. I'll, like, I'll, I'll, I've moved, like, several times to different cities to different, like, scholastic environments because I'm, tr- like, almost chasing a... A, like a sense of belongingness like it started off like in high school I like I knew there were certain people in my middle school that I didn't vibe with so my friends were going to this certain high school so I like went with the people that I related most with to the high school and I got there and then when I got there I still felt like oh I, I don't I don't belong I don't relate to any of these people and I go to this call like you know one college and I'm like oh like I want to go to a different university because I feel like I'll belong more there and I get there and I make some friends and then like after a little while it's like oh I don't feel like I relate to these people anymore I feel like I'm a weirdo and like like, like I just have the sense of not belongingness. And so even like right now, I, I noticed this the other day that this, this program I'm in, it's like a bunch of people who are really like me. They're like EDM music producers. They're not like your normal kind of person. Like, you know, w- w- part of the people who are selected in the application process is because they're similar types of people, similar mindsets, similar ways of going about the world, you know, nerds in the same way about like EDM production stuff. And I still find myself like, I was like, oh, I was so excited to move here and be in this environment because I felt like I have always finally have all these friends and have people to relate to and stuff and I find myself feeling very isolated and like I can't relate to people and like I don't know how to socially interact with people and trying to just like say hi and bye and like do 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 things in the hallway and like kind of keep my head above water socially I don't I still it's like this like perpetual thing of like not fitting in no matter where you go and I think to a certain extent like everyone feels that way right but for me personally right like and that's just like a day-to-day thing, but there can be times where like people come down on you and you feel like like it goes from being like a little bit of isolation to like like fucking nobody understands me. Like I am like I will always be this way. I will never feel this feeling of like being accepted or or loved or like anything like that. I'll never belong. But at a at a shows, 
that's where I always felt like I was connected. Um, because, and I think it's because music itself can, you can inject yourself into it and like, you're not necessarily having a conversation with, the, like you are having a conversation with the artist, but you feel like you were understood because like you can relate to something. Like if you can relate to the music, you feel understood, you feel relatable, and then you don't have to feel so alone. And so for me, like those shows and, and that music and stuff like was my solace, especially at this like particular point in time in my life. And so if I can do that for other people, because I, I know there's other people like me, everyone's like that to a certain extent. Um, who feels that way. So if you can do that for other people, if I can do that for other people, then like that's that's what I want to do to, to, to reach out, reach that hand and like, uh, you know. What music brings you solace? Uh, grunge, for one. Um, like that's, what, I mean, like it's definitely like darker music, like a metal music when I. Um, I and, it, and it makes you feel happier. Yeah, you like know, positive. I it's I don't know if it makes interesting it, it, it doesn't, like it doesn't make you feel positive. It makes you feel like feel better, like a release, like a catharsis. I, it depends if you're talking about like making it or, or like whatever. But like you feel it's like it's something that I feel inside, anyways. Like you feel heard. Yeah, exactly. Right, uh, understood, related to, um, like someone else feels these emotions, and so like I'm, so, you, you, so I'm not the fucking weirdo. Because I'm not the only person that feels this way. And that's what makes you feel like an outcast is because you think you're the only person that expresses that. And this comes back to social media as well. Because because of social media, we've also kind of lost this ability to like relate to people and have these like these social um, skills, these social environments that we were evolved to have that we need to be healthy, right? And so me interacting with you, like you're one of the closest friends, for instance, that I have in the city right now, right? But the level of closeness that I think you and I have is, is is somewhat separated by the fact that a lot of our communication is through a screen. That's different from like living life with someone. The people who I do feel I can be at ease around, my family members who I grew up with, right? They know everything about me. They've seen me like at the top, at the bottom, angry, sad, br- happy, joyous, triumphant, victorious, broken beyond belief. And so like I don't have anything to prove, right? And, or people that I grew up with is kind of the same way. I went to a, a, a party when I was back home, a uh, birthday party, with and some people were there who I had grown up with. And I would talk to my, my friend. I was like, dude, that was so, like, relieving. Like, we don't have to try to make small talk or fucking whatever. Like, these people know us. But there's been a sense of a divide because when in those environments that we grew up with, we weren't interacting that way. We were having real environments, so we got to feel connected to people in a different kind of way. It's harder now. Hmm. You know what I'm saying, right? We, well, we just don't really have practice in it. We don't have practice. Yeah, we're not. Right. We're, we're, we're rusty, and we're not getting better. Dude, I went to a show on Wednesday. Yeah, I literally walked in, looked around, and left. <laughs> <laughs> I felt so awkward, but. You know, and and I think sometimes I've misinterpreted in the past, like people, like when I read people not talking to me, what I read is that they don't want to talk to me. Right. But I think the reality is that they might also feel kind of weird. That's what I'm saying. And it kind of ties back to to, to Elon Musk, too. It's like thinking that everyone knows what the fuck's going on. And like if there's anyone in society that you think would have it all figured out, this he like, at least the way the media has portrayed him is like this, this person who is 
done everything that our society thinks is like valuable and successful and they're still a goober like everybody else right it is really refreshing to meet a lot of uh, a lot of really successful people and on the one hand see that they are just humans on the other hand i do see a a common thread with sure. all these yeah, people what's up? my the common thread that i see is energy oh yeah we talked about this yeah energy 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 and they just they just put themselves out there and they do it and they receive the amount of energy that they output. Oh, for sure. And they just happen to output a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of energy. And I don't care how privileged you are. I don't care if you're coming from the bottom or you're coming from the top, no matter where you come from, you're not going to get far if you aren't putting out the energy that's required. You know, it's weird. Everything on our planet is just a reflection of the sun. Oh, dang it. The sound effect didn't work. I I need to practice the sound buttons. But, uh, and I still don't know which ones are which. Yeah. So speaking of getting canceled. The baby. The 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 baby. baby. Let's talk about the baby. Otherwise known as the baby. Who is. I wonder how he came up with that. Which full circle. The same weight as Joe Biden's ass. <laughs> and that is a scientific fact. So the baby the baby was is Joe is canceled. Butt. Yep. He is canceled for going on a homophobic rant at Rolling Loud. He made a shout out to all the people who don't have HIV and don't have AIDS, and a shout out to all the people who aren't sucking dicks at the parking lot. And <laughs> like why? Like, like and if why? you watch it and all these people, like, just I, I think context is important here. And it's, context is weird. The context is sometimes people just start riffing. And when they start riffing, you never know what's going to happen. It's very unpredictable. There's a lot of stuff in the media about him going on a hate filled rant. And I don't know if his intention was to hate on people. But uh, it, there was certainly a lot of ignorance there, it and just I think seems super weird to like be pride, prideful of like being in the majority. Sure. And the other thing, I'm look, I I condemn his comments a hundred percent. I also am skeptical of people who will put out these very nicely polished PR statements of "I am shocked and horrified at the statements that the baby made." That is not the person that I thought I knew, and. Are you sure, bro? <laughs> like, are you are you shocked and horrified? The dude wore an adult diaper at South by Southwest. <laughs> These are not okay. Here's the thing. I I agree that what he said was absolutely terrible. But there is something deeply wrong in our society if you, as any type of person, are watching a concert and you get offended by the ramblings of anybody an artist of especially of the baby if you are out there living your life and some guy makes a shout out to people who don't have hiv and aids and a shout out to people who aren't sucking dicks in the parking lot and you are a person who does suck dicks in the parking lot and you take offense to that I, 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 we all take so much offense to everything. I think think part of the problem is that uh, we're, we're a nation of pussies right now. 
and we need to toughen the fuck up and we cannot be offended by every single thing that is said because then there will not be enough time to live our lives. Do you think the baby's just mad that he's not getting his dick sucked by a dude in the parking lot? See, there's so much to be said about the psychology of people who speak out against homosexuality. I mean, look at all these preachers who are like super anti-gay preachers and then it turns out they're having an affair with another dude. It happens all the time. Yeah, this is kind of crazy. You ever heard of the Scarlet Letter? Oh, of course. Yeah. I mean, the whole that was the whole premise of that book. Right? Yeah. It's like the guy who was a preacher was preaching, a, like he was became the best preacher because he was an adulterer. With right. Like, and like the, the woman who was having his kid was like in jail and raising on his own while he like was hiding from it because he's the preacher. He can't admit to it, but like there's this sense of guilt and shame and like whatever anguish. Like he was like whipping himself, dude. And then he would like go and have these amazing sermons, amazing sermons. It's kind of interesting. Yeah, I think there's just something to be said about uh, projecting. Sure. Projecting. People project their insecurities onto people who they criticize. That's why I have this theory that film critics, for example, for the most part, are wannabe filmmakers, people that had a dream, people that wanted to do something with it, and then they criticize pe people oh, sure. who are doing the thing that they actually want to do because they don't think it's fair. They see faults with it, with the art, and they are so good at criticizing it because they don't think it's fair that Yo, they should be making it. You know, it's it, wild. You know? Um, the, the sun reflection thing we were talking about. Right. Like, like if we take this to the baby situation, he's getting back exactly the energy he's putting out. That's true. Like he said, you're terrible. And now the world's going, you're terrible. Right. He projected, you suck. And he's getting back, you suck. Right. And while I agree that everything that he said was terrible, I wish that people would not care as much. Yeah. You know what I mean? I wish people would not care about anything. I don't know, man. Oh, okay. Well, because I feel like you're feeding the fire a little bit by giving him all this attention. We're feeding the fire by giving him attention. Sure. You know what I mean? You gotta say all... PR is good PR, huh? Right. I mean, Trump became president because they gave him like $3 billion worth of free airtime. So I just think people, all of us, myself included, can work on not getting offended at literally everything. Because in this day and age of the internet where everything is broadcasted, if we are choosing to get offended by every single little thing, there's no time left to live our lives. Fucked it, baby. And I agree, a hundred percent. And he's probably a closeted homosexual himself. He probably literally left the stage to go to the parking lot to suck dicks right after that. I actually heard he has a really huge penis. Didn't you read about that? I, that was on I, Twitter. I, he had a leaked dick pic. Really? Yeah, it was really big. Not a baby dick? Not a baby dick. It'd be pretty funny, though. That would be funny. Like but apparently he's really short, too. He's really short, and he has a huge dick. And he's also a huge dick. Maybe that's. Maybe he named his rapper self after what he also named his dick. Maybe he calls his dick the, the baby. baby. The that's right. Baby. Right. 
Yeah, I don't know. Music. Maybe what? maybe he's just taking on the alias, like a caricature of like what he thinks his dick is. Get a little closer to the mic. You got oh, it. Yeah, the ca- like yeah. a character, like a South Park character. Right. We're talking about like the same sort of like zany, crazy shit that they they do. I don't know. I'm just thinking that way. Right. So in other news, Kanye West is still living at the Mercedes-Benz Stadium in Atlanta. Did you hear about this whole no. ordeal? So I was living under a rock, I guess. No, man. this is great. Well, you've been off social media right. for a couple yeah. weeks. Well, this is one of my favorite happenings. So he had a listening party for his new album last week oh, at nice. the Mercedes-Benz Stadium, the home of the Fal- Atlanta Falcons. Sure. Last Thursday. This was right when I flew into Atlanta, by the way. I actually wanted to go, but my flight got in too late. So... He goes to the stadium. He plays the album for a sold-out crowd. He's literally just, like, on the field vibing to the music. He's not even performing it. He's not singing it. He's just, like, out there, like, having a good time with his music, wearing this all-red get-up. You know, it's all good. Very Kanye Kanye vibe. Very Kanye. So then he decides. So the album's supposed to be released that night after the listening party. Um. It was streamed on Apple Music. It was the highest streamed event on Apple Music of all time. I think 4.3 million people tuned in to the listening party. So he's supposed to release the album. He lets everybody listen to it. And then he decides, nah, I'm going to work on it some more. So he gets his people to literally take over one of the locker rooms in the stadium. And they set up a recording studio and they have not left since last Thursday, he and he set up a little cot. That's so in the dope. locker room. That's so dope. They have not left, and they're not leaving until the album's done. That's so dope. And he was even he's spot- a crazy person. <laughs> yeah, he he's was a, a crazy person. But like, I feel that. I feel that too. That's crazy. And so he was That's even like, spotted, like a new level of like not giving a fuck. Like, right. Yo, this is now like. This is my stadium now. I live here. Like, thanks for like. Can you imagine ridiculous? Like, imagine if you did it with the Whole Foods and only like, you, you could go get groceries, and you're like, "Yo, clear the <laughs> fuck out! I'm gonna live here for a week." It's like he's going shopping like, what at about Whole Foods. Our, yeah, what about our apples? Like, fuck your apples, dude. <laughs> this is my house. Get the fuck out. Only Kanye Greg. could get away with that. That's what I'm saying. Who else can get away with that? Yeah. And it's not even just like the Whole Foods. This is a eighty thousand person it's stadium. Like, he's like, he's like that. He is not vacating. Rich artist with like the mindset of like a crazy homeless man. Yeah, and I mean, he, this is somebody where he has created a world where it all revolves around him. It was like a, just a, like it's like it's like the sequel to like if you give a mouse a cookie. <laughs> and it's like it's like something like somewhere along the way like some like 30 years later and it's like Kanye dancing in all red and like SoFi <laughs> Stadium or whatever it's like damn yeah but yeah so, so there he posted pictures of himself sleeping in the locker room still working on the album he even there was a soccer match at the stadium and he even left the locker room and he went and like hung out in the stands with the soccer fans and there's just these random pictures that people are taking, like, it's me and, like, Kanye West just Wait, chilling. so, like, they're still playing soccer games? Yeah. And he's just living there? He's just living at the stadium. That's so weird. Like, I feel like the locker room would have terrible reverb. Yeah, I, I wonder about that. Because there's a picture of him, and we'll pull it up right here. Uh, there's a picture of him in the locker room uh, and his engineer, I guess, 
and some monitors on a desk and a whiteboard with a list of all the songs. And uh, they're still finishing it. And he just decided it wasn't ready. Yeah, I feel that though. Yeah. Yeah, good for him. Yeah. That's great. But it's so wild though because there is this huge backlash amongst his fan base. And I don't know if Kanye fans just have dementia or something, but he does this every literally time. every single time. Are you shocked? It would be more shocking if he came out with the album on time. Like if he had his shit together, it's like, hey, I have an album and it's going to be ready to go next month and then it shows up next month. And you Pre-save link in bio. Would be so, yeah, it's like <laughs> people would be so bored. That would be like, so boring. We all do that. What it's crazy. What all, we, it's, got a, it's like, I don't... Do you think he does it on purpose or I, he, there's no way there's no way it's on purpose. I'm not that much of a cynic. You don't think so. I mean, he's done it every single time. And here's the other thing. I mean, I think, I think he like, it's like one of those things where like a child learns a behavior because they get a reaction out of it and it works and it works. So they right. keep so doing it. So he keeps it. doing it. But right. not, not that it's like a premeditated, like, Hey, you know, be a genius, like some like conspiracy. Yo, I should like fake drop the album. So that way people get mad at me and I'll, it'll blow up more. No, I think he's just a crazy person and just like repeating things that work and him like it's a feedback loop. So is he crazy if he's just repeating things that work? No, no, no. Well, that's a whole conversation. Yeah. I mean, what the, the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting different results, you know? So, so the, well, okay. Then, so yeah, yes, but like but trying his something fans that are crazy. Work. Right. But I can't believe that they are shocked at this. I mean, I go on his subreddit, which, by the way, the the Kanye well, subreddit is he maybe, hilarious. Okay, so here's so, so this is why he's crazy is because he's cognitively expecting a different result, but like subconsciously expecting the same result. Right, it's and like, it works every time. It's like an addiction. He has never released an album that didn't go number one. Every single album he's released has been number one in the charts. Oh, that's a lot of pressure. You think? I don't know. Do you think he feels that pressure? Do you think he feels any pressure? I don't know. I mean, I don't know the guy personally. Right. But I would say Once you no. get to that level. I would say no. I, I think, would say no as well. And I well. think that's like part of the whole crazy thing. So here's the thing. is like, is the crazy person crazy? Or is it just like our paradigm of sanity? Right? And like, we're the crazy people who's telling them that they're crazy. You know what I'm saying? I would, ag I would agree with that. I think crazy people oftentimes are just operating at a higher level. Higher is still a perspective, but like I sure. know what you're talking about, like they're but they're operating on a different level, exactly. And it's like that's what I'm saying. That's like that's why the the baby thing is so weird. It's like who's cheering for being like normal, hmm. right? Like shout out to everyone who's not sucking a dick in the parking lot, who's like that's like celebrating everyone who just does the normal thing, right? Like, I don't know. Shout out everyone who's sane and has a heartbeat. Woo! No, the whole point is like it's shout out to all the. Raise your hand if you have around. nostrils. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's yeah, weird, dude. But yeah, I, I, I think Kanye is very childlike, in the way where he is above all of the learned societal rules. And behaviors. Yeah, yeah, it's great. I mean, he talks about that too. Yeah. Like, 
I've seen some interviews where he, he talks about that. I think it's dope. I think he's, I think he's I like think the one Jimmy Kimmel interview where he's talking yeah. about like the mm-hmm. kid and he's like, you know, you think you're Superman until you tell them to, you know, not jump on the table or whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That was amazing. And then Jimmy right Kimmel now. was like, oh, but you'd want them to be safe, which is like the exact adult yeah, answer. It's, it's so weird, right? Because yeah. it's like, it's, especially on he's those, trying like, to make a point TV shows. It's like, it's, Oh man, this is a whole rabbit hole because it's like it's it's hypnosis, like this media thing we're talking about, social media and uh, like live television. Like it's, it's a mass hypnosis. It's people call it brainwashing, but it's not exactly conscious. I don't I don't think it's something that someone has engineered necessarily, but it's something that has has occurred, and it is a hypnosis where like people are in a trance. There, so they say you're asleep versus you're awake, and there are people who can get caught up in the trance and the hypnosis of, of the media and I don't know anything else that then become attuned and entrained with the, with the, with the rhythm of what everyone is doing. And that's why they talk about people are sheep. People are not, I don't know if it's people are sheep is that people are unaware that they're hypnotized by something. Right. And so then someone like Kanye comes along and say, Oh, he's crazy. Right, so me calling him crazy might be a bit of an indicator that I'm hypnotized. You know what I'm talking about? And like, I would we'll, agree, hundred percent. We'll, we'll go through these stages of life, and I I feel this a lot. And I, when I'm hypnotized, I crave being awake. But then you fall back asleep, and you like it's like it's comfortable there. Like I don't want to get out of bed in the morning. You know, I just want to stay in bed all day. And I feel like that's what it's like to be in a trance by like quote unquote society. Right, and society's not the problem. Society like provides so much for everyone. Right, like life is arguably much better with a social structure than anarchy, which is someone will could debate me about that. But we don't want to get out of bed. We want to stay asleep. We want to hit the snooze button, right? And life is calling. Wake up, wake up, wake up. And we say no. They're crazy. Yeah, I don't know. I, w- I would say... Uh, well, you do know, I right? I do know. You do know. Right. And we say, I don't know, but like... And, but, I, and, and that's I, just I'll say that too. Of, it's like, yeah. so what do you want to eat? I, I don't know. What do you want to... Do you want to do this with your life? I don't know, right? Like the fact that someone who knows what they want and knows and is willing to admit it is like huge because I think that's a part of this like entrainment and this hypnosis is like people saying, I don't know because they feel like their desires are not in alignment with like... like collective moralities or even individual moralities for example there's someone on my mind right now and uh i'm wondering when she's going to get back to me and i'm thinking oh should i like reach out to her and i'm like oh no don't worry about it like it's chill just you know whatever but the truth is i want to see her i want to talk to her right now Actually, now she's got some hypnosis on you. That's the truth. That is for sure true. <laughs> As do a lot of people. Or and a spell, society, and so they say. Yeah, a spell. A spell she is really a good does. word for it too, because I, I feel like, like hypnosis or being asleep or sheep or like whatever. It's like it carries this connotation of being, um, like negative. Like it's shameful, right? Which then, like, when you're a, a, ashamed of something that like emotionally charges you and like further locks you into the trance mm-hmm. you know and it's really about like freedom versus like kind of a mental slavery so to speak or like freedom of the soul or like something like that um 
but it's like by by being ashamed of being asleep, by ashamed of being a sheep, you play into the trap of then, oh, I don't want to be a sheep, which then makes you a sheep. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, don't be a nonconformist. Like, you know. Like, like oh, like, I'm going <laughs> to conform to nonconformity. Right. That's totally a thing. That's like what a conformist would do. Right. Right? So by nonconforming, you're then conforming. Exactly. Which is crazy. So you have to like, it becomes a paradox. <laughs> because of paradox and conformity. Because like, so then like, so then conforming is the nonconforming thing to do. Right. But either way, you're screwed. So like some so the only way to to escape the 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 cycle is to be crazy. Or just okay, I think about this. Cuz any sane choice is insane. Sure. How about this though? The only sane choice is you kind of just have to close your eyes, be in a room by yourself. Think back to when you were a child when you're kind of like in your purest form, unfiltered and uncorrupted by society and ask yourself, what do you want? You know, I had a moment like this last weekend. I was walking with someone near the Starbucks in this pond, like this like play pond by um, the downtown banking district. And there were kids playing in the water. I had this moment because I wanted to play in the water too. I really wanted to go and splash in the water. But if you did, you'd be a crazy, crazy person. person. But you're not a crazy person so if you go I in the water sent, when you know, you're I six. was not a crazy person. So you know what I did? I didn't get in the water, and I walked to Starbucks, and I bought a nitro cold brew, which is very good for the economy. Like, like a total <laughs> joke, right? Like I'm like, but right. at the same time, there's like there's like a much deeper, like kind of serious truth, wow. and it sounds it sounds like it sounds like. Like I'm being ridiculous, right? Like, oh, it's all capitalism. Like you know, that's, that's stuff that like dumb it high is, school. Though. It is, right? It is though. And so like it has to keep the wheel a turning. It's a machine. The me- it has. Well, like the media stuff is all about capitalism. They keep you afraid and fear drives consumerism. Exactly. Like afraid, afraid, it's afraid, afraid commercials. It's, bye, it's, bye, it's, bye. It's a system, right? right? It's a system. And that's why you have to be crazy because the, because the, the crazy, being crazy is being independent of the system. And the system's not evil. The system is um, a system. It's a system that works in the self-interest of the whole. Of the system. Of the system. Of the system. Right. That's it. That's the only morality there is. The right. system is just preservation of life. It's, it's, it's natural rules. Preservation of life as a whole. It doesn't really care about the individual. No, because the system is interested in preserving the life of the system. Right. It's not interested in preserving the life of the individual. The individual is only relevant into in which it retains the life of the system. It's self-interested, just like any system, like our body. Our body is a system. It's not an individual thing. Half of the bacteria in our body is not our own. We were a system of, inter, of, of interlocking organisms that believes that it is a individual and our individuality is willing to consume others and do things, reproduce, you know, lie, cheat, steal, win, fuck it, like whatever, in order to retain the life of the system and reproduce and move on. Same thing. Capitalism is just a system. Well, capitalism, or you know what I'm saying? Like, right. Yeah. It's an right. interesting way to think about things. Right. I think it's really good to be aware of these things. A lot of people just kind of float. They float along. They're, they're in the hamster wheel. They just keep going and going and going. Well, I think they is, is, is a, 
I, I, sorry, I don't like totally mean to interrupt, but like I would kind of like to use the word we because sure. personally, like it's like no one is independent of it. Yeah. Right. Like like everyone has been independent of it, but it's like it's like a back and forth, right? And I and I think that like when we say they, like no, I I will stand by that though. When I say they, I mean people who are not self aware of it, right? Because is, you're saying that by. By even saying we, you're being self-aware. Exactly. And I'm including myself in that. Right. And so like, but by some s- people are uh, not aware. It's crazy. That's what I'm saying. By the moment that you say they, you're, you are a part of they. And the moment you say we, you become independent. So by the same time, it's the, the moment that you say we, um, like we are asleep, that's the moment you wake up. Mm. So the moment you say we, you are no longer part of the we. Right. But, as long as you're saying they, you were part of the day. They. <laughs> I will stand by the statement, though, that some people are not aware of what's going on. For sure. Oh, yeah. And they're just going through the motions. It, yeah. I see that. There's the levels time. to the depth, I think. Sure. Yeah, no problem. Um, but we are a part of the system. I'm a part of the system. You're a part of the system. I feel like we have a greater level of self-awareness. So of the things that we're participating in. There's an article, this is also called Escaping the Matrix. Mm-hmm. Right? It's so like the whole movie, The Matrix, was kind of about this as well. Right. Um, and this is kind of, this comes like simulation theory too. Right. Right. Because like when people refer to a simulation, like the system is a simulation. And there was a book called uh, Simulation Simulacrum that The Matrix was based off of that like, it's it's when they talk about like Buddhism or like meditation, enlightenment, like it's all an illusion. It's all an illusion. It's all an illusion. It's part of what like they talk we talk about. And so, basically, what I'm saying is that Kanye West is the next coming of Buddha. Right. He's enlightened. Right. By being a crazy person. Jesus is king. You heard, heard it yeah, here first. Jesus is. Jesus is king. Yeah. All right. Well, that was amazing. Um, what are your socials, Tyler? Yeah, uh, I'm not on anything right now, but you can get me at uh, at Arcade the Kid. Yes. A-R-K-A-I-D the Kid, both IG and Twitter. Um, and then it's just Arcade on SoundCloud and Spotify. And look forward to all of your grungy EDM and yeah, your thanks, and your uh, inevitable affair with Courtney Love. Oh, yeah. I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> all right. See you guys later. Peace.